Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, so where are my stylists at that are tired of being tired? You're giving it your all behind the chair and quarantine gave you a little whisper that there could be more to this life than hair behind the chair all the time. I know for myself, I've changed my business and I've been able to make more money in less time, which has allowed me to work three days a week behind the chair so that I can do what I'm most passionate about, which is mentoring and coaching other hairstylists. And I've been able to do that in a way that I've been able to really enjoy my time in the salon that I'm there. Also be super intentional when I'm outside of it. So I'm able to enjoy my family, golfing on a Friday, playing with my dogs in the backyard, and starting a family. So I'm excited to be able to bring a couple more stylists onto my program and work on with you guys one-on-one because I'm not going to have that many people that I work with at one at a time because I really want to be invested in your growth. Head on over to my website if you're interested, lynnmaystudio.com. The heading is coaching and we will see how we could maybe work together. Go ahead and fill out my questionnaire and we'll go from there. All right, well, let's head into today's episode. Okay, gang, so today is the long-awaited Podcasting 101 episode. I've gotten this question a million times, um, like, how do you start a podcast? What do I do? How can I, how can I make that happen? And for a long time, I've felt like, well, I figured it all out myself, so uh, good luck to you. But I've also decided that most things that people are doing, you know, other people aren't not doing them because they can't figure out how. It's that a lot of people don't want to actually do the work that is entailed for things to work out. So I figure if you're a hard enough worker and you want to have a podcast, then I will give you my toolkit. And if you choose to have a podcast you will find out very, very quickly that it is a lot of work, and so your heart should be in the right place to do it. Um, So it's not up to me to decide and be the neighborhood police of podcasting. So here goes nothing. So when it comes to podcasting, there's a couple core things that you need to do, and then you're kind of off to the races, and... A lot of the things that are kind of hard to remember how to do are things you only have to do one time. So I'm going to walk you through the different softwares I use that allow me to do the podcast and the different, um, you know, systems that I have in place. And um, I, what I, what I personally did was I found someone locally here in Chicago who did a three hour workshop and kind of did for me what I'm going to do for you. So, you know, I've learned things over the time of doing it. I've tweaked things. I've played with different systems. And what I have found to be most helpful is just to keep plugging around with it and like Googling and watching YouTube videos and even the steps I'm giving you today, you'll probably have to do that. But the key thing 
that I think a lot of people don't realize is that pretty much anyone can have a podcast. And the most difficult thing about it, I would say initially, is getting approved by iTunes. So you, in order to submit something to iTunes, you have to have what's called an RSS code. And that code is generated for you um, through one of the different hosts that you can choose to have your podcast hosted through. So all podcasts, kind of like a website domain, have a host that you pay to have your podcast, not a lot, but you pay to have your podcast, you know, kind of streamed from there to iTunes, to Spotify, to all these different accounts. I found that uh, you could get on Spotify without any turnaround time, really. You know, like you submit it, it's on there. And that's why you'll see a lot of people will have their podcasts mostly start off on Spotify. But it's not that iTunes is hard. It's that the RSS code, you submit your clip. You almost have to do like, you know, like a trailer of your show or your first episode and submit that. And it takes about 14 days and then you're on iTunes. So it's just a turnaround time that I feel like kind of in just kind of following the steps and so once you've done that, you've also got your your host, the, the system that you're going to use to air your podcast. So after you record your podcast in whatever software you choose to, however you edit your podcast, and then like you put it onto your host, you upload it, you know, brief description like that. You can change it at any time, spelling errors, things like that. And then you can schedule it to air. So you schedule it, and so it all operates out of your host. And so what I use is Simplecast. So that's the host software that I use. And you pay monthly for it, and it, it operates, and it keeps all of your episodes. So it's kind of cool. You can, like, go in, see your analytics, how many people are listening. You can upgrade the software to be able to have more information about your listener. And then... Your podcast is up and running. So now we've got that part of it done. That's like how you get your podcast out there. But I'm going to like break it way down, take it way back to how do we record? How do we do interviews remotely and editing? So I kind of scrambled in the beginning to figure out like, how am I going to do these virtual interviews? And what I found was I really liked this software called Zencaster. It's it's just really neat because you don't have to do much. You just send the link, invite them to it, and then they end up on their own separate audio track and you have your own separate and you like can chat with them like you're on a phone call, but you're doing it through a microphone or headphones in your computer. So the key thing with that one is that people can't be doing it from a cell phone. They have to be they have to be at a laptop or a desktop computer and they meet you on there and you record and then you download both, you know, tracks and then you can edit it from GarageBand, which is what I do, and you'll have your pre-recorded intro. You just load those together. Maybe you put a little ditty in there about your episode. You could record that before you do the interview or 
a lot of podcasts I've been on, they say, hey, we're going to do the intro later. And so they just kind of, after they get the essence of the whole episode and the podcast and like the interview, they go back and they're like able to give you a really cool intro. So that's a neat way to do it. What I tend to do when I have a guest on is I tend to do the, the little brief intro with them on the initial recording. And I never really knew there was a different way to do it. But then what I've kind of found is it's cool to kind of pump people up in a in very authentic way and be able to show them who they are at the front end of the episode because then it's cool to watch them show up. And it's cool to kind of get the conversation going, get the comfort level there. And sometimes it's like, how often do you get to hear someone talk about you and like in front of you and almost like introduce you to an audience? I don't know. It's I, I think it's pretty cool to, to be able to do that for someone. And then also it's pretty cool to kind of like hear them experience that. So that's that's kind of my why for how I do it. And I initially had a lot of questions written out when I was first getting started, like, how am I going to, like, how am I going to, like, ask them, like, I got to know their background. I got to know, like, what I'm going to say to them. And all of that's not true. So I think that a lot of times we get in our heads and I find that it's more fun for me to do it when it's kind of more of an adventure and we go on an exploration in in a episode and even when I do my solo episodes I don't have anything written down I kind of just pull from my memory and I kind of just get intuitively taken to where it needs to go and so that's kind of part of the fun of it but initially when I first was getting started I felt probably a little nervous you know so I would sometimes have a list of questions and you know, kind of run through them. But I've found that for me, a lot of why I'm doing it is like, I get a lot of enjoyment. I get a lot out of it. And sometimes conversations go places where I'm like, oh, that is so interesting to me. And then I have a question and I don't have it pre-conditioned or it feels to me a little bit like having the questions written down makes the interview a little sterile. And I, I did what I... The you know the planning when I felt like I needed to, and then as I got my comfort level and my sea legs, I feel like you can kind of evolve that. So, GarageBand is really a very user friendly tool, and it's free. I found that I'm not editing like I was. I think I think that sometimes we try and make things perfect when we're a little insecure, and I kind of did that for a while. Like wanted it to be perfect, and then I kind of circled back to wanting it to be fun because I wanted to be able to keep doing it. And so the evolution of it was like four hours of editing, like that person swallowed heavy. And now it's kind of like people swallow. Sometimes that happens. And I feel as though I don't need it to be so con- so perfect or contrived. And I don't feel like maybe like, you know, back to being like insecure, like when we're not sure about something, we're like, I'll make it better or I'll put more foils in your hair or, you know, and then when we're confident, we're like, you don't need any more foils. Trust me. And I think that that's kind of how podcasting or anything we're doing new is like, we're not sure about it. So now I don't do a lot of editing 
And I'll take something out if I think it like sounds weird. Like if I'm like, oh, what's your website? And the person's like, I don't have one. I'm not going to keep that in there because it's like, that was a dumb question, Lindsay. Why does that matter if they have a website? You know? um, but yeah, so really it's just the different softwares. And then I have a microphone. And when I'm recording like I am solo, I use my microphone attached to this red box. Can't tell you what it is. And then it hooks into my computer. And yeah, I like the sound on a microphone really probably the best. But sometimes I'll just have headphones on depending on what I'm doing. And sometimes the quality shifts, you know, from episode to episode. And sometimes the connection shifts. Sometimes people drop off, you know, in the Zencaster app location on uh, Chrome. Sometimes... There'll be a lot of people on it, and it'll boot the person off. And so just, you know, it's not perfect. I've been interviewed a number of times on Zoom, and that's done with video, which I think can be really cool because I find sometimes that using Zencaster, I'm talking over people. And that was something that I did a lot of editing with. Like, I'd draw all those out so I didn't sound like such a person that interrupts. But at the end of the day, I'm not seeing the person and I'm very excited to talk to them. So what happens is I sometimes unintentionally am so fired up that I'm like, and then I'm like, sorry, no, you go. No, I'll go. No, you go. And so that's just kind of like what's going to happen if you can't visually see the person. But I definitely think that like whether you use Zoom or Zencaster, like they're going to have their pros and cons and you know, having it not have the visual allows me to just be able to like, I don't know, can I be a little more free because I'm not watching myself. And so I think for me that, and even just recording like I am currently in GarageBand, when I don't see myself, I'm able to just like speak more from my heart. So for me, even though there's side effects from Zencaster of things dropping and I still find that it's the best option for me day to day. And as far as like timing goes per episode, you know, I would have said before when I was editing a lot that that uh, that episodes took me between three to five hours each. But because I'm cutting, the editing is really what takes a while. So now that I'm not doing that, I'm just stringing the intro onto an audio that I've pre-recorded or, you know, onto an audio track with another one from Zencaster and then putting the music at the end, I would say it's really cut down on my time and the amount of investment involved. I find that I kind of break it up, you know, like I'll record it one day and then I'll come back to it, add the intro, add the music at the end, and then I'll upload it to Simplecast I'll write a little bio, a little ditty. I'll hit the schedule button. And then at a later time, I will create the visual for it. So it's just kind of finding what works for you. And for me, it's got to, it had to get easier for me to keep doing it because I really enjoyed doing it. But it was starting to feel a little bit like a grind when I was putting so much time into it. But I feel as though I've gotten more comfortable in my skin, on the podcast. And so I feel like you kind of find your groove. But I feel like for a while it did feel like it was a lot. And if I'm recording episodes all the time with guests, that gets to be a lot as well because 
you're coordinating someone else's schedule. And so it just kind of feels a little more labor intensive to coordinate with a person, to be prepared for it, to have their, I get in a headspace to talk to people, like kind of like think about them for a while. And I think about, you know, kind of create a little bio for them. And it's like, there's kind of this like finesse to it where I start to like think about them and you know, what I want the vibe to be, what I want the intention to be. And when I do solo episodes, it breaks it up and it allows me to really enjoy the guest episodes, but also not have so many interviews scheduled. And so like for me today, it's Friday and this will air on Monday. And so for me, I don't think I've ever cut it this close, but I was passionate about sharing this because I think for a lot of people in a lot of industries that whether you realize it or not, you're able to be an influencer or you're able to be someone who can speak to a specific topic really knowledgeably and you're thinking, oh, but who am I to do that? Like I thought the same thing, but I found it to be so fulfilling and... I feel like nothing gives your pain or your experience or your failures or anything more purpose than having them be a tool to help other people. And you never know what that could lead to. For me, my podcast has really brought me a community of people that I have longed for, you know? And I have had friendships in the hair industry, but. I would say without a doubt, creating this podcast and really just like kind of like fostering it, is that the word? Um, And just like watering it and taking care of it has really just brought really cool people. And, you know, they say like whatever you're into, you kind kind of are mostly finding. So it's like, I kind of feel like I started first noticing all the podcasters and it's like, oh my gosh, like, hey, Limitless hairdresser, like, hey, beauty therapy podcast, like, hey, hair love radio, and I know I'm forgetting some, like, um, independent stylist, like, podcast, like, there's so many, and I know had I not started this that those people wouldn't have been in my orbit or in my universe because I wouldn't have even noticed that they were there because it wasn't what I was into, you know? So I think that you owe it to yourself to if you have a whisper like I did to explore it because you never know what will come from it and opportunities. And, you know, I know that now that I have a podcast and I've been doing this, that like I've gotten to be on four other podcasts. And again, those opportunities wouldn't have come had I not started something that was like on iTunes. And I checked with my friend Teddy. I said, when do you think I should like tell people I have a podcast? And she's like, well, do you have it? And I said, yeah, it's on iTunes. I just don't know like when to tell people. And she's like, today, just tell people you have it. And and I feel like there's no right time. And it's like, I think I thought there was going to be like, she makes waves balloons behind me for me to be like, it's here. But those are a lot of balloons. That'd be very expensive. And I don't know how I would have taken that photo. So don't wait for the balloons. Just do it and put it out there imperfectly And, you know, it makes me laugh because one of my clients was like, we're listening to your episode and we're like, there's Lindsay. And then I'd be like in my podcasting fake voice for a while. And then she said, we'd be listening and then we'd be like, oh, she's back. There she is again. And I feel like 
had I not done the awkward first episodes, I wouldn't be at episode 65, I think this is, and being able to be like, wow, like I feel like people really know me because I'm showing up as me. But like I didn't start out this like being totally me. I started out being like me and then being like, all right, I'm a host of a pod. I'm Lindsay, the host of the podcast. And then I'd be myself again. And it's like, it, you're going to be awkward and clumsy initially and like keep going, keep doing it. And, you know, I would say that, you know, you can love an industry and a profession, but sometimes the thing that actually gets you the opportunities you want isn't getting better at that one skill, you know? So for me, all the things that have come into my life haven't come into my life because I did more hair color. Yes, they're a part of the industry and that's a part of like what makes me credible and what makes makes the podcast have some guts and some experiences. But I think that there's something valuable in knowing that maybe it's not that one more hair painting class that you take. Maybe it's that you need to like get into like something that's in the industry or something that you're just drawn to and learn about and just, just trust that something, there's a reason you're drawn to it and that it could help people. And, you know, there's like nothing more fulfilling than that. And you never know what will segue from it, who you'll meet, and where you'll go. So I hope this episode helped you. It's not like most of my episodes. It's like kind of more like logistical. So what I'm going to do, because I think sometimes it can be hard to digest all of that information, is in the show notes, I'm going to put um, all the different softwares I use in order so that you can see them, take a picture of it, screenshot it and create your podcast. So pick a name, make a little graphic and go to the races because there's never going to be a perfect time. And you probably don't need to know more about whatever you want to talk about because I learn more about this industry and doing hair from doing a podcast and you don't have to have all the answers to wait to help people. That's another thing that I used to think but it's just not true. So I hope you have a wave making day and I will see you next Monday.